G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Hi, it's Neil Johnson. Welcome to today's 2020 podcast from the Vision Radio Network. Remember, you can hear 2020 on Vision from 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Time weekdays. Anglicare has called on the New South Wales government to provide affordable and suitable accommodation in the Sydney and Illawarra region for people on low incomes. The call comes after their 2013 rental affordability snapshot report shows that less than 1% of over 56,000 properties listed were suitable for anyone on new start allowance, parenting payment, aged pension or disability support pension. To discuss the report, its finding and what response Anglicare is making, Matt Gies is on the line now with Anglicare Australia Executive Director Casey Chambers. Casey, Anglicare has commissioned this report. Can you tell me uh, what instigated the report firstly? Well, first of all, um, we, we didn't actually commission it. This is something that our members do across the country. We're deeply concerned about housing. We really see this as the foundation on which the other building blocks of, um, of a participating, contributing life are built. So those building blocks of education, employment, health, supportive relationships, they're all very difficult to get into place if you haven't got the foundation of housing. So it's something that we see on many, many uh, clients who come through our doors that housing, affordable housing, is beyond their reach. And this sends us every year to doing this report to call attention to the fact that the private rental market, where many, many, many people are expected to find their housing, is actually beyond the reach of most people, in fact, of virtually everybody, it seems this year, on government benefits and even on the minimum wage. Now, there was a saying once that the private rental market was the gap in between public housing and owning your own home. Uh, So what Anglicare is saying now is that that's sort of gone out the window and private rental market is now more like owning your own home out of reach for a lot of people. Right. I mean, uh, it really is pretty expensive, but it's also, if anyone's tried to get into it recently, it's actually quite difficult to get into. So, um, I mean, this report is very much about affordability, and we can talk about some of the numbers later on, but there is also the issue for many of our, uh, the people that we're concerned about that getting a rental um, reference uh, getting into a rental property can be very hard. It, it really has um, gone very upmarket, the rental market. And as you say, it used to be that gap. Uh, it's certainly not filling that gap any longer for most of our clients. And um, increasingly, they're needing to then look for social or public housing, which in itself uh, just doesn't have the numbers to um, provide that number of people who are looking with secure accommodation. Now, Casey, is it just about people who are on benefits, though? Is it just those who are are receiving some sort of an unemployment benefit or maybe an age pension or something like that? 
started, that's what we were looking at. So we were really looking at um, what, what, how people on government benefits would fare. And the methodology of the report is relatively simple. We, we, we take a snapshot, that's what we call it. So one weekend we look at everything that's available uh, on the websites and in the newspapers. And then we run a ruler of 30% affordability across it. That's a, a well-accepted um, threshold that if people on low incomes are spending more than 30% they're in housing stress. But we were getting such low numbers a couple of years ago that we decided we'd actually like to look at the minimum wage as well. And um, that's become very shocking. For example, in this survey across the country, we surveyed over 56,000 properties on the 13th of um, April. And what we found was that if a family of four that weekend who mum and dad were both on full-time on the minimum wage and they were getting all the childcare benefits and things, sorry, child um, family tax benefits, they would not have been able to afford 92% of what was on offer that weekend. So basically 92% was out of reach of a family with two full-time workers, which really brings it home that it's not just people on benefits as horrific as that is. It really is all those people on minimum and um, close to minimum wage who people are retail industries, our service industries, our um, hospitality industries and many other areas that are, are on the minimum wage would not be able to get into this market. Now did these numbers vary from uh, state to state and from regional and metropolitan areas? Which one had the better results? very much a, a patchwork picture, Matt. Um, it, it's very clear to us that rental costs, the rental prices are one of the canaries in the mine. You can literally see mining activity growing and falling back in areas. So, for example, last year's survey found that areas around Mudgee and Orange in New South Wales have gone up. They've gone back down again slightly this year. It doesn't mean that they're more affordable, but average rental costs have gone down. Interestingly, in the Pilbara and Kimberley, rental cost, the average rental on that weekend have gone down 20% against the average rental last year. However, I hasten to say we're talking about the average rental being $1,079 a week. Now, when you're on $250-odd a week, that's clearly out of your reach. So affordability-wise, um, the picture was pretty grim across the capital cities. There was nothing available for, um, if you were on any kind of benefit, uh, there was nothing available in Perth, Sydney, Canberra, Adelaide, Darwin or Melbourne. Um, families on benefits would have struggled. About 3% of listings in Hobart would have been affordable for them and just 1% in Brisbane. So that's the capital cities. It wasn't that different metro, um, in regional areas. Um, there were some regional areas which fared better than others. But again, even um, traditional, say, retirement communities of um, Port Stephens on the central New South Wales coast only six out of 263 properties would have been affordable for a couple on an aged pension. So you can see that the picture is actually pretty, it's a bit um, patchwork, but in actual fact, affordability-wise, it's not great around the country anywhere. Now, so far, you've already made uh, submissions to the New South Wales government looking at uh, challenging them to provide more affordable and suitable, suitable accommodation in the Sydney and Illawarra region. Are you doing something similar with other state governments and at a federal level as well, considering this is a, a budget um, preview coming up and also an election year for the federal government? That's right. 
we we are um we are targeting all all governments and and our biggest comment is that this has to be a responsibility of us all via our governments um anglicare australia is the is the membership body of all the anglicare agencies around the country each of those anglicare agencies that took part in this survey has slightly different client groups, slightly different concerns, and obviously different state governments as well. Um, but federally, we really are asking for an increase in um, New Start, the, the dole as it's colloquially known. Clearly, across the country, out of over 56,000 properties, and I hate to keep going back to this, but this is just a horrific um, statistic, I believe. So we surveyed 56,414 properties, 21 across the whole country were affordable for someone on Newstart. That figure dropped to 13 for people on youth allowance, and they were virtually all share accommodation. So, um, yeah, we, we actually view that as appropriate for a, a single young person. Um, but you can see that that number, that's really so horrifically low that we do need to look at increasing Newstart. Um, past that, we I think we believe that we actually need to look at a, a, a a reform of the welfare system, looking at why those benefits are falling so far behind wages. But clearly then we also need to be looking at, well, what's this meaning for people on uh, minimum and low wages? And it's still not much better. So we're saying that we really need to look at what kind of policies or the red tape that's holding back innovative housing solutions, what, what bits are actually enabling that, what's happening there, and also look at the tax system. There's a number of investors who are uh, receiving government benefits in the form of negative gearing. We need to be saying, well, do we as a community expect something back for that, or does that just go into the private individual's pocket? Uh, at the moment, if you're on Newstart, for example, there are a number of obligations upon you in in, in return for that um, government benefit. If we turn that on its head and say, well, negative gearing is actually a government benefit, what does the community expect back from that? So we, we want to have all those conversations. Around the country, there are also you know, different state governments doing different things in housing. And I do have to say that the federal government has made unprecedented investment into the housing area in the last five years, but we do really need that to continue. Mm. So it sounds like it's an issue that is going to not only stretch the welfare sector, but it's also going to be a subject of many conversations to come at both state and federal parliamentary level. Casey Chambers from Anglicare Australia, thanks very much for your time and helping us understand a little bit more of this snapshot that you've recently undertaken. Matt. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.